Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Alita. And I'm Rachel. Welcome to the club. Is that my stomach or your stomach? (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. So funny. (laughs) Hello guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. We have such a fun episode for you guys today. Um, it's all about acne. So we're gonna go into deep, deep detail all about different types of acne, what causes it, everything that you need to know, and everything that we have learned as estheticians about acne. So We're going to start off by sharing our weekly favorites and weekly updates per usual. So Rachel, let's hear your weekly favorite. Yes. So I first want to start out and (laughs) disclaimer, I have been so nasally. I don't know if it's just my allergies (laughs) bending me over or what, but I have been so nasally today. So I wonder if it's like an adjustment from coming back from Utah. Could be. But you've been back for a while. When did I come back? I came back Saturday, Saturday. Sunday, I Monday. guess maybe. Well, and then last Two night, days. Jason said that you started to get... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, maybe. but my nose has been running nonstop, so I'm so sorry. I'm nasally and sniffy. But, okay. So, my weekly favorites... So I have two. So I was just in Utah and it was super fun. I got to hang out with my old roommates that I lived with and my sister because they all live there still. Well, except one of them. But anyways, we went to the Chelsea Cutler concert, which I was super, super excited about because um, a lot of her songs are actually on my spa playlist. So it's it's kind of fun. And her opener was actually Rosie and a lot of Rosie songs are on. I'll play some of her songs. You would recognize her. I didn't know who she was at first until she started playing her songs. And I was like, her song's on my playlist. So yeah, it was just super cool because a lot of my spa music was yeah. being played. Just like super fun, so fun, poppy music. So that was fun. And then my other weekly favorite is I got a crimper. So I've been oh. wanting one for a long, long time. I think like it's a crimp so cute. or a three barrel? Like the three barrel crimper. Okay. Is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know what but you But there's it. like the tiny, tiny crimps it's or like big. the big. It's what's in okay. my hair right now. Like okay. Yeah. Big, big crimps. It's so pretty. So thank you. I love it. I've wanted one for a long time. And when I was in Utah, we were shopping at Sephora and I saw one for like 40, 50 bucks. And I was oh. like, wait, I thought it was like at least a hundred. Like yeah. I thought they were expensive. And so I got one and I love it because it holds so way longer than my curls do. Nice. But Yeah. What's your weekly favorite? Okay. My weekly favorite is Easter with a baby. It's like so different, Aww. like seeing them like run around looking for eggs and, you know, just it's every holiday is just more magical, I feel like with kids. And so that was probably one of my weekly favorites. And then my other one is C's chocolate. Yum. So good. I agree. I downed a Bordeaux chocolate <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, I went to the C's chocolate factory whatever um at the santan mall the other day because i was getting jovi some vans and i like walked right past the seas place and i'm like i gotta go in you there have now. to you have to and so i went and i got tons of chocolate and it's just all so good so it's definitely one of my weekly favorites and then my last weekly favorite is the skinny confidential podcast i listened to one episode that they had a couple weeks back about like home birth and pregnancy and I truly learned so much from it and it made me very like excited and confident about like giving birth again and being pregnant and just 
very empowered because yeah they had um a midwife on there i mid- yeah she's a midwife and she's like this cute like texas lady and anyways so we can link it if you guys want to go listen to it yes i really want to listen to it's that so one good. yeah and Kay. then weekly update updates um my hair's orange and not in a good way <laughs> wait why <laughs> I thought you got like little highlights. So literally. So this was when I was out shopping with my friend when I got my crimper in Utah and the girl checking me out at Sephora or Ulta, she had brown hair with her with like blonde money pieces and they look so cute. And I've actually been wanting to do that for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think it looks so pretty. The contrast with brown and blonde money pieces. It's trendy right now. It's It's a little out there, but I think it's so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, your hair's so cute. And then as we were leaving, I was telling my friend, I was like, I really want to do that. And she's like, well, why don't we do it? And I was like, fine. (laughs) So the thing is, with my friend from Utah, we're very impulsive, Mm -hmm. especially together. So we went to a Cosmo store because I have my cosmetology license. I don't do hair anymore. I don't remember a thing from school, but I got my, I used my cosmetology license and I got some bleach and some toner (laughs) it was like 11 o'clock at night too we come home my friend I had her do it she doesn't do hair at all oh my gosh (laughs) and so she started foiling my hair and so I have probably screaming no I Megan's literally coming to me for a facial tomorrow and I'm gonna have to tell her how sorry I am (laughs) but um yeah so she did it and actually I don't think it looks terrible like it's really not terrible it's just like very orange which I anticipated because I've been coloring my hair like a level three four for like a long time and so I anticipated that be orange and my hair naturally already is super warm and so I'm like whatever it's fine it's it's a process I knew it would be but I actually have an appointment with Megan in a week yeah so I'm just gonna have her fix it and I'm just gonna kind of live with these orange strands for a week it really isn't that orange I don't think it's that bad like it looks like a bronzy brown yeah like I thought it was intentional oh good (laughs) <laughs> good so I noticed it was it's cute it doesn't look bad yeah at all. it's just like a, it's just a little brassy but <laughs> it's fine it's definitely I not as bad as I anticipated I actually thought it would be way worse than it is so it's well, fine it cute but yeah update my hair I'm is excited. kind of orange right now but it'll be really cute much cuter in a week so yay we'll have to post pictures I will <laughs> <laughs> all right what's your weekly update um well I hit 16 weeks this week with my pregnancy which is crazy that I'm literally almost halfway I can't believe it like technically if I were to be giving birth the same time that I did with Jovi oh wait that was at 38 weeks. What's 16 plus 16? That's not. Don't ask me to do math. Wait, that's. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, that's only 32. Okay, wait, so I'm not half. Wait. I'm so bad at math. I truly can't do math. <laughs> I'm good at skin, not math. Yeah, anyways. Well, I delivered my daughter at 38 weeks. And so I'm assuming that with this one, I'll also go 38 weeks. So whenever that halfway mark is, I'll let you guys know after early. I do math. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, I've been trying to drink a gallon of water every day this past week and cut back on caffeine, and it's been rough. I think I am addicted to caffeine. Like after slowly trying to wean off, I've been like having migraines, yeah. so I'm pretty sure I'm addicted. 
But it's okay. Same. We all go through it, recover, you I, know. I think everyone <laughs> has some... To some level. To some level, yeah. My sisters have, like, the highest caffeine tolerance I've ever seen, like, in my entire life. Like, they can drink monsters on end and coffee and have no reaction. That's my husband, Jason. Oh, that he, is Jason. <laughs> yeah, he's been trying to come off of it, and he's actually been really good with no soda. Oh, good. And he'll just have an energy drink, like maybe once a week oh nice um he still gets headaches yeah like his are bad he's addicted and so i'm like just cut it all together cut it all off but i've heard it takes like up to a month to like completely detox oh does it yeah so yeah you guys will be here for my migraines (laughs) (laughs) um another update is that i opened up my mondays for may because my my may was completely booked um for the days that i had open so I ended up opening up an extra day. So if you are wanting a $150 hydrofacial during the month of May, or if you want to gift it for Mother's Day gift or something, feel free to go book. And then my last update was that today I booked my trip to San Francisco to go see my sister that I had mentioned last week about planning summer trips and stuff. So I'm so excited to finally go to San Francisco, maybe ride some trolleys or you know, whatever they do in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, I've never been to San Francisco, but I have family there, so I should visit oh, while they're still there. Yeah. I heard it's like a really fun touristy place, so yeah. I'm going alone. I'm not bringing Jovi, and that's going to be... And Ryder's not going? Nope. It's really? just me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been working, like, nonstop, and, like, every single weekend I've been working this past month. You need a break. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take a break and this is going to be the weekend that I go and it's my niece's birthday. So I'm just going to go for her third birthday. So it's going to be so fun. But let's jump into today's episode. It's all about acne. So you guys, this is a very detailed episode. It's um, a little sciencey. So if you are someone that's like really wanting to learn more about acne or have this like retained in some way try writing it down or taking notes um and just keep re-listening or just keep (laughs) re-listening or um if you're like an sd student feel free to send this to your other sd student friends because this is going to help you so much and if you're an experienced esthetician this is a really good refresh um all of our sources are like acne courses whether it's glymed face reality um our own experience and just different continuing educations this is everything we sat and compiled together yes. <laughs> everything that we think is super important um so we'll go through the different types of acne um how acne is formed um how to treat just a bunch of different things and then we'll finish with your questions at the end too so if you're not as interested in the sciencey type of things you can just skip to the end totally. where we'll be talking or answering all of your questions that you submitted yeah All right, let's jump right in. All right, so let's first talk about the recipe to acne. (laughs) So (laughs) acne is created by excess sebum, overgrowth of bacteria, and dead skin cells. Yep, that's like the perfect concoction. So when people say, oh, like when I tan, it helps take away my acne. No, it does not. (laughs) It only contributes because you're just frying off those dead skin cells And And it can flare up your acne. It can flare it up and it just makes the pigment that you have of your current acne or acne scarring worse. So once your tan goes away, you're going to be upset. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Okay. Um, Okay. Let's talk about the types of acne. Do you just want to kind of go back and forth? Yeah. Okay. 
So type 1 acne is the most mild form. It's mostly blackheads, some papules, and some pustules. Papules are like the little bumps in the skin that haven't completely formed to like a whitehead. And then pustules are the ones that have pus in them. They're the whiteheads, the normal, what you would call pimple. Okay, type 2. Type 2 has a lot of texture. It's also known as maturation or rest. The comedones are unable to mature into actual blackheads or open comedones. It's the most resistive type of acne to treat. So compliance is crucial for this. I actually made a TikTok and Instagram video about this type of acne. So go look at that. I feel like um, it was super informative. Yeah, I I wrote out a bunch of products that I love for that. But just kind of quickly, I'll go over for this type of acne. I think physical exfoliators are good, not for all, but for this type, I think it's really good. Um, Chemical peels, I actually, in the video I made, I showed one of my clients, she has this type of acne, maturation or rest. So there's no inflamed acne. You're not going to exfoliate, physically exfoliate over inflamed acne. Um, They're just the little bumps. And I had her use Glymed's benzoyl peroxide scrub. And in the video, it shows a before and after only two washes of the benzoyl peroxide scrub and you can dramatically see her maturation rest has gone down or type 2 acne so just message us if you're having any struggles but typically lots of exfoliation helps yes okay type 3 is active acne or hormonal hormonal acne it's the most common it's a mixture of open and closed comedones Um, There's typically 30 plus papules and pustules on each side of the face. So if you can see that there's that many um, like per side of your face, you probably have type three. Um, Yeah, it's like it says it's the most common. Um, I would say it's a little bit easier or it for sure is easier to treat than type two um, because it has that mixture of open and closed comedones. Yep. Okay, type four, cystic acne, the most severe type. Um, It is rare for acne to get to this point, but when it does, it is super painful. Um, It has an extreme amount of pustules, nodules, and cysts, and there's extreme inflammation in the skin. It just, it hurts. My heart really goes out to clients with this one. Um, You want to I feel like for this, you want to first focus on the barrier care, Mm -hmm. corneotherapy, nourishing the barrier, um, just creating a healthy environment and then slowly getting more aggressive with it because, again, the skin is so sensitive. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is rare for this, for acne to get to this point. But I would say most of the time when you have cystic acne, it's probably due to some sort of internal gut issue. Yeah. Um, which that would be something that I think could be helped a lot with, like change of diet. If For it's sure. some sort of like dietary um complication or something that is what's causing it or hormonal imbalance typically. So if you do have cystic acne, I would highly recommend seeing like a naturopath or someone that can do like a full blood panel. Yeah. And see like where your hormones are at and um, like maybe some food sensitivities and then try ruling those out and seeing the progress that you can make. And then after that, getting treatments to treat it from the outside in because you don't want it to continue to happen from the inside out. I agree. 100%. 
Okay, so we're going to share a couple of facts about acne. So acne affects 60 million people annually. And I was saying before, like, I am curious how many estheticians there are because I feel like there's at least one acne client per esthetician, if not several. Um, And then another fact is that 85% of people ages 12 to 30 experience breakouts. Um. The exact cause of acne is unknown because of so many factors varying person to person. And acne can be managed, but there actually is no cure for it. So that's why you got to keep up on your skincare and not just stop using your good products once you get cleared up because it definitely can come back and you want to stamp on that. So, okay. So we actually, we took a course together um, just this afternoon <laughs> and we want to go over some parts and that were in the course and share it with you guys. And they are called the acne imposters. They are the things that look like acne, but it's not acne. And so you treat them very different. You're, you're going to treat these very differently than you would typical acne. The typical acne. So Do you want to start? Yeah. Okay. So the first one is acne rosacea. Rosacea that appears as acne um, needs to be treated so gentle. So some great products for it are sulfur, azelaic acid, and mandelic acid. You're not going to go after it with salicylic, even though it kind of has some pustules sometimes. But this type of acne rosacea is um, typically really dry. It's flaky and it has flare-ups rather than just kind of more like continuous um it's like dependent on like spicy foods and weather temperature changes and overheating and sweating profusely like different things Mm -hmm. really trigger rosacea and so the acne um is kind of just the um inflammatory response to that rosacea inflammatory response Mm -hmm. i also think beta glucan would be a good ingredient for that one as well i just thought of that one but okay so the next acne imposter is statocyst. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this. <laughs> Statocystoma multiplex. Um, it's a mouthful. It's a super rare disorder. Um, but it's when there's excess oil underneath the pore and there's no openings. Um, sometimes fluid can release if you like press on it, but it almost looks like the skin is like puffed out a little bit it almost looks like a flat freckle that's like skin color yeah but it's it's almost like a flat skin tag yeah it's really interesting I've never seen this in person because it is rare I've seen pictures of it um but unfortunately there's no cure for this skin disorder and it's not acne so the next one is rosacea full fulminans aka pyoderma facial. It's the most common for ages between 20 to 30 years old or 20s and 30s. Um, It's sudden onset, diagnosed with a blood test. It's typically in the center of the face and the cheeks are usually clear. So it goes from your upper T-zone to your lower T-zone. And with this one, you do not want to extract it because there's no core to like the pustule. Um, and so it's just going to keep filling back up over and over and over again. So we may be able to find some pictures of each of these and post them. Um, if you're interested in seeing them like on our stories this upcoming Monday, um, yeah. 
just so you guys can kind of see the difference of what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, there's okay. no, no, no treatment for that one. Okay, so the next one is perioral dermatitis. It is an itchy rash around the mouth. Um, I feel like this one is a little more common. I see people with this quite often, and you want to treat this different than other things. You don't want to put benzoyl peroxide on it. That'll just make it worse. But um, the cause, is it? I don't think it's known. I've heard that, that it's like so, a hormonal imbalance sometimes. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. And um, it can be triggered kind of like rosacea. I've heard just from like, for some people, it flares up when they're sweating a lot or like when the temperature changes. Mm-hmm. I've heard that from some people or with masks. I've yes. heard that that has been flaring it up too. Yeah. But for this, I think sulfur is a good ingredient, mm-hmm. but also you might want to go to your derm for for that yeah like fixing the barrier yeah another one is staph infection so with staph infection there's no space between the breakouts so these represent as boils and you need to send these clients to a physician and you cannot treat them and you really need to sterilize your treatment room if someone comes in with staph because it's extremely contagious but um staph infection on the face actually really looks like cystic acne the only difference is that it's more in clusters and um, closer together. Yeah, like closer together. And it almost just looks like little mountains, honestly, just full of pus. Um, super, super inflamed. Yeah. So that one, they typically have to like get on antibiotic or something, which is unfortunate, but it's yeah. not something super it, easy. But to it's cure. dangerous. So it is you, very dangerous. You want to get on an antibiotic. Yeah. Okay. So the last one is keratosis pilaris. This is also super common. I have it. It's also known as chicken skin. It can feel like sandpaper. It's typically around the arms, bum, and legs. And you can apply, actually, if you're going swimming, you can apply aquaphor before swimming um, on those areas where you have KP, and that can help. But you can treat with HAs and retinoids. I actually really like to use Glymed's alpha, alpha therapeutic scrub on my arms. And I feel like that helps a ton. Just the combination of physical and chemical exfoliation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can put chemical peels on KP and that also helps. The Alpharet peel pads. Yes. The home peel pads yeah. are also so good for those. Yes. And I've been referring some of my clients to the, um, the Mandelic scrub from Face Reality. Yeah. That one too. So there are like tons of options for it, but I do love the Glymed one because it smells so yummy. I feel like <laughs> if you get chemical and physical exfoliators, it's great for that. Totally. Okay. So our next topic is acne scarring, which there are two types of um, acne scarring. The first one is atrophied scarring. Um, so it's a loss of tissue. Typically, these look like boxcar scars. So it's like broad depressions, sharp edges. Then the next one's ice picks. So those are deep, narrow pit scarring. And then the next one is rolling scars. So those ones are slope-like. Um, and so those are, I would say, like the the ones that you typically see after um, you've had large acne lesions and they're picked and then they leave like almost a crater like hole in your face ish. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the first type. And the next type is hypertrophic or keloid scarring. And that's when an excess amount of tissue or collagen 
is formed and it's super thick and lumpy. Um, this one is a little harder to treat. Uh, we mentioned this in our last podcast episode. You can go see a derm for like steroid injections mm-hmm. and that can help, but you definitely want to be a little more careful when treating keloid scarring. For sure. Um, so treatments for acne scarring, there are a few. So, um, microneedling, um, you can only do that for the atrophic. Is it atrophic or atrophic? I've always said atrophic, but I, I don't know. I probably say a lot of things wrong. Okay. (laughs) Atrophic or atrophic, however you say it. Um, That's the only one that you can microneedle because you don't want to microneedle keloid scarring because that is typically caused from trauma and Mm -hmm. microneedling could be a source of trauma. It could just make it worse. And make it worse. Yeah. Then another one's tyrosinase inhibitors, which there are a bunch of products um, that you could use. In that case, um, then chemical peels and exfoliation also helps. So physical or chemical exfoliation to get those cells turned over and new healthy skin cells to replace those old damaged ones. Perfect. Okay. Let's talk about acne triggers. There are so <laughs> many. I We're not going to be able to list all of them, but let's talk about them. So there's inflammatory process triggered The the inflammatory process is triggered by stress, which is the release of cortisol. The next one's hormones, which, as you know, you probably have some sort of hormonal change throughout the month. That is the best time that your acne comes out to play. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Picking. Mm -hmm. Internal and external pressures. Varying systemic irritants, so like ingredients and alcohol. Inflammatory foods that release histamine. And different cosmetics. So clients should know different things um, to be able to help their acne. And the first one is proper hygiene. You also don't want to overdo your regimen. And you need to be committed. So there's also so many other triggers like just with like the different foods, like spicy foods, hot foods, um, lack of sleep laundry detergent i'm i'm sure you could go on instagram (laughs) and find so many of these on sd's pages if you look up endocrine disruptors um there's going to be a huge list on google or someone that i really like to follow is just ingredients on instagram she talks all about um endocrine disruptors another one another account that i like to follow is simple soul az it's heather germain she is also super knowledgeable about all of those things. So they're typically things that change your hormones and overall just throw your body out of balance. And I feel like that's probably like the main thing about acne is that it's just an imbalance internally that manifests externally Yeah. Um, because our skin is also an organ and it just tells us what's going on on the inside. Yeah. I just shared um, the girl who did my hair scan, Macy State of Mind. Oh, yeah. She works with Heather. She did my hair scan and she even just shared how she balanced her health and changed the way she was eating and supplements and she cleared her acne just from that. And yeah, no, it's crazy what can do just by changing those things. Yeah. So look at those things. A lot of times it could even be deficiencies of like nutrients that that you're needing or minerals. So go check out those. pages and we'll try to tag those as well yeah so we're gonna go into a q a yeah 
All right. So the first question that our listener submitted says, tips slash ingredients for closed comedones, acne that won't come to the surface. So again, that's type two acne, the maturation arrest, um, ingredients like mandelic, benzoyl peroxide, and vitamin A are super great. Um, also exfoliating with a physical exfoliate, ex- physical exfoliant two to three times a week will help as well as doing chemical peels with your esthetician. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. The next question says, are Alpharet products going to be available in Canada? And lucky for you, I messaged my rep and she said that um, Canada has their own website to order through that clients um, can order their products through. And then you can call the Canada support line on their website. And um, if you have an SD that recommended those to you, you can just mention their name at checkout. So I think yes. Perfect. The answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thoughts on Jamarini's duality. Love, love, love. Love. It's, it's great. so good because a lot of times, so duality is a combination of retinol and benzoyl peroxide, and a lot of times that's too harsh on the skin, but because of the way Jan Marini formulated her products, um, you're able to use those together, and I think it's fantastic for acne. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that it's in two separate pumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's there's definitely isn't a product like it out there that I have seen, mm-hmm. and so I think it's very unique. It is. Okay, tips on body acne. Um, I would say with body acne, you can use a lot of the products that you use on your face for acne on your body. I would exclude salicylic probably. Yeah. Um, but I really like the Alpharet peel pads and I like the, um, Alpha Therapeutic body scrub from Glymed as well as the Mandelic scrub from Face Reality. And you can even get chemical peels done. Yes, you Did can. Did you say that? I don't know if I'm repeating. I didn't yet. But, yeah. Okay. I am so oily and acneic. What products do you recommend? I think I would then ask you if you also feel dry because sometimes when mm-hmm. the skin is dehydrated, um, it's both oily and a little dry. And uh, if you're a little dry too, then I would say let's hydrate your skin. Different from moisturizing, let's hydrate your skin. Um, but if you're just oily, then I think salicylic acid is so great. It's literally a mop for oil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mop for oil. And so I actually, so I tend to be pretty oily myself and the skin astringent has been a lifesaver for oh, me. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Oh, good. But what do you like? Um. Well, so my husband is extremely oily and I have him on the Alpharet Clearing Serum and that one, because it has salicylic acid in it, it just, it regulates it. But I think in like the same note, I would ask what you're currently using. Um, if you're overstripping your skin and that's why your body's trying to produce excess oils yeah, and kind of figure out the root cause of that. But my number one product off the top of my head that I would recommend would be the Alpharet Clearing Serum. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I started getting acne in my 20s, even though I never had it when I was a teen. What do I do? That's hard because it's a hormone change. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's I feel like where my mind goes. Um, 
but start with peels light peels peels are my favorite for acne they're really life-changing but Mm -hmm. you just start with baby peels and slowly get more aggressive if you're not on a professional line get on professional products (laughs) and do a hair scan or a blood test and see if your body's lacking any essential nutrients that it needs totally okay okay what's the best way to prevent acne scarring um a really good one is daily repair because it has onion bulb yes and so then that helps the collagen stimulation i would say things that help to stimulate that collagen um another product that i like is the even tone correcting serum from um skin better it helps to prevent it's a natural tyrosinase inhibitor so if you're someone that pigments when you scar mm-hmm. it's really good for preventing that yeah yeah i think anything that like you said that promotes collagen like a retinol or um a tyrosinase inhibitor so any of glymed's brightening products living cell clarifier diamond bright um any of those or dmk's melanotech drops oh yeah um those are also great because usually if you're a picker, you're going to get a little bit of pigment. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Where are we? Is it me or you? Um, I do not remember. I don't know. I'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> My teen is starting to get acne. What products do you recommend? Um, I would say start simple. Let's not put your teen on a retinol. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say let's start with some just getting on professional product, like maybe mm-hmm. gentle facial wash, maybe comfort cream, and like a fulvic elixir. I think that's perfect. And a sunscreen. Yep. Just keep it simple Something and so come simple. in for a hydrofacial. Hydrofacials are great. They're painless and they're mm-hmm. going to extract the impurities while also infusing other ingredients that the skin needs. Yeah. Just start teaching them about skincare because most of the time, especially like with teenage boys, you're like, oh my gosh, my teenage boy is just so dirty. His skin's breaking out. Give them some grace. Most of the time, it's not a hygienic issue. Granted, a lot of time, or I mean, some of the times it could be, um, but, but most it's of usually the times, not. It's not, and so, um, I think just even teaching like little habits of like if they're doing football, like spraying some skin astringent in their, um, in their helmet just to disinfect, you mm-hmm. know, little things like that. I'm um, just giving them skin tips of how to prevent, um, because inevitably their hormones are changing but um yeah those just like really good starter products to get them introduced into skincare nothing too aggressive or intense yeah perfect um best treatments for bumpy acne vitamin a peels 100 <laughs> percent period okay that's all <laughs> um how come my SD didn't recommend products from the Glymed acne line to treat my acne? So this is a great question. If you're familiar with Glymed, you know they separate their lines. They have the orange bottles, which are part of their acne line. And that contains ingredients like salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide and cleanser form, astringent mm-hmm. form, just so many different forms, mask form, sulfur. Um, 
which all those ingredients are great for acne, but also that doesn't mean that's the only thing for acne. Those are just kind of, what do you say? The most, they're typical acne. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. They're typical for acne, but it's not to say that other things don't help. So like a lot of times I'll recommend the HA accelerator, which is in a blue bottle over another product in an orange bottle. It just depends. It varies person to person. Yeah, I would look at the acne line as like options to add to um, a nourishing regimen. Yeah. Like you don't have to use the entire acne line. Like you can pick a cleanser and maybe like an exfoliant from there and then keep the rest really nourishing and hydrating. Just you don't want to overstrip your skin. Yeah. You just want to protect that little barrier. Okay. Um, why do dermatologists recommend Accutane and Estes don't? So dermatologists are doctors and I feel like most doctors write prescriptions. That's what they're taught to do. That's the standard protocol. It's the easiest way to get rid of it. Yeah. And I mean, estheticians are like detectives. We try to find the root cause and how to prevent rather than just let's just treat. So I I think that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everyone, I mean, some derms might be different. I do feel like a lot of derms do recommend that. But I just also think because there are so many side effects with Accutane, mm-hmm. um, like in so many ways with your mental health and just so many. Physical health. Yeah. It, there are just so, so many so many um why did I forget the word side effects mm-hmm. with it um but also okay I wanted to also talk about clindamycin as mm-hmm. well because that's another thing that derms will recommend and their antibiotics and I think so I've kind of been on this whole gut health kick ever since reading the beauty of dirty skin and she's a dermatologist and she talks a lot about how Antibiotics are good, but at the same time, so many Americans now are using them and using them and using them, and our body needs some good bacteria. Mm -hmm. And so that's also where I would stress the importance of adding a probiotic into your routine. Mm -hmm. So to go on that tangent, um, what antibiotics do to your gut is essentially they kill all the bacteria that's in there. And we have, like, good bacteria in our gut that needs to help us, like, digest. And it also helps with our hormones and our secretion and different things and how we absorb different nutrients. And so um, what happens when we're on even just one round of antibiotics, it can take some people, most people, one to two years to completely reset that microbiome in your gut. So imagine those people who are on two or three rounds of antibiotics. Accutane or clindamycin or who, you know, have a surgery or then a toothache and then they're on their skin journey and on Accutane, it's like their gut never has time to heal. Years and years and years later. And so it's going to take five, 10 years for all those good um, gut bacteria that help us in so many different ways, even like our immune system to replenish and for our skin to be healthy again. So we would I would say we as estheticians try to take the most holistic route and treat internally and externally rather than just um, through a round of medication. Yeah. You don't have to go on an antibiotic. We just 
if you don't have to do it, don't. (laughs) It'd be like the very last resort. If like if you have staph infection, please go on an antibiotic. Like they have their purpose, but (laughs) you get the point of what we're saying. Okay. How long does it take for acne to go away? Okay, so it can take 90 days for acne to form, which also means it can take 90 days for it to go away. Mm-hmm. Why don't you Estes recommend Cetaphil or CeraVe for my acne? Like your dermatologist probably does. And that's because dermatologists typically have you on some sort of topical or oral medication. Um, and so, I mean, frankly... If you were to use anything stronger than that, anything that actually had real ingredients, your skin would fall off. (laughs) Your skin's so sensitive when you're on those prescriptions. Mm -hmm. And you just don't want to risk it because whether it's photosensitive or even physically sensitive, you just really don't want to damage that skin barrier. Um, But if you're not on those kinds of medications, I would say 100% get on medical grade products Or even if you are on those, get like medical grade moisturizers and sunscreens to give your skin that extra Mm -hmm. protection and nutrients that it needs. Or even like a gentle cream cleanser. Mm -hmm. Use mega purifying. Yeah. That's so gentle and so good. Um, But essentially CeraVe and Cetaphil are quote unquote nothing cleansers. They they just don't really do much. They're not really necessarily going to like hurt you, but they're not going to do much. Yeah. So that's that. Okay, my derm has me on tretinoin for my acne, but it makes me so dry and irritated. What should I use instead? So, I know, I feel like this is kind of like a very controversial thing. I've seen lots of controversy with this topic. Um, I think maybe there's a time and place for each, but I feel like if you don't have to get dry and irritated, don't do it. Get on mm-hmm. Alpharet, get on... Jan Marini's retinols, they're so gentle, but they provide such amazing results. Mm -hmm. But I also know there's some people out there who are like, no, you're going to get the irritation, you'll get over it, and you'll be fine. Um, So I think everyone has different opinions, but I I don't know. I guess I just kind of think if you don't have to feel irritated and dry, then why not? Why? Yeah. Yeah, Why? Um, I went to the Skin Better seminar a couple weeks ago, and they did a test between tretinoin it was four percent tretinoin and then their alpharet and their alpharet outperformed the tretinoin with zero irritation um amazing so why not we don't i just feel like we're we're evolving (laughs) let's not irritate the skin like if you don't have to yeah like go through that dry flaky peely red irritated itchy because back in the day that's all that's the skin world knew it was okay like you're gonna use tretinoin and you're gonna use this form of vitamin a but you're gonna feel irritated and red right and flaky for some time and then it'll get better but i just feel like the industry has come so far mm-hmm. well and tretinoin is like the most potent vitamin a and so yeah alpharet though like if it can outperform it <laughs> and mind-blowing <laughs> and have zero irritation i mean well and not only does it just contain vitamin a alpha rat has a bunch of other alpha hydroxy acids and it's nourishing ingredients it's it's hydrating i'm so sorry (laughs) what retinol is gonna moisturize your skin i know it's it's really she's something else we love her i think she's incredible (laughs) okay i have heard a lot about face reality and why is it different than from other lines so uh, face reality is an acne specific line 
and it's extremely affordable for being a medical grade line. Um, I really like it for acne clients. Um, I feel like it's starting to become more popular. They do like acne boot camps through estheticians and I just really like it because the price point really hits for most of my acne clientele, which is like the younger high school to college age. And so most people, I mean, their investment in skincare is not what someone that's very established can do or, you know, so I just really like it. The quality's great for all ages, all skin types and yeah, I just think it's a great line. Yeah, and I think the cost is amazing for professional products. I, for sure. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, like if you are in a pinch and you're like, I want to stay on medical grade, but I'm in a pinch, get face reality. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Okay. How do I know if I should be using salicylic acid or benzoyl peroxide? Again, these are two ingredients that are in the Glymed acne line. I feel like salicylic and ret or salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide are two of the most well-known acne ingredients and salicylic acid oily skin it's a mop it's going to absorb that oil and benzoyl peroxide is going to oxygenate the pores so it just depends on how your skin is the type of acne you have i'd have to assess it yes i'm gonna touch you um but there are a lot of other ingredients too that are great for acne, like oxygen, for example, that's yes. also fantastic for acne, sulfur. So there are other things beyond salicylic and benzoyl peroxide, but I still do love those ingredients. Mm-hmm. What are your guys' top acne products? I don't even know where to start. I love <laughs> top, tons of acne products, but um, top acne products... Guys, I am like on a skin bitter kick. I'm sorry. But Alpharet Clearing Serum is probably my number one. Alpharet Peel Pads, probably my number two. Um, And then AHA Accelerator, I think, is great for certain types of acne. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mandelic for yes. like really congested type two acne. Awesome. I would say my favorites are probably, <laughs> this is probably a little unexpected, <laughs> Beta Gel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would have never guessed. Um, who would have thought? Um, I When you think of Beta Gel, I don't think you'd necessarily think like acne, but because it's so nourishing and healing on the skin, acne needs that. And mm-hmm. so I love to throw everyone on Beta Gel if I can. So in a perfect world, Beta Gel. But I also think Jan Marini's BioClear Lotion is so, so, so good. good because it has salicylic acid, glycolic, and azelaic acid. Yes. And I love them all so much. Um, I'm losing. It's late. I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> but I love it because it's not too irritating on the skin. But that, again, like Jan Marini formulations are incredible. Like you wouldn't think to put those three ingredients together. You would think those three together would be irritating on the skin. But it's not. Her mm-hmm. formulations are so good. And I have seen great results with my acne clients using that one. So 
Beta gel, Jan Rainey BioClear Lotion, HA Accelerator, like you said. And Jan Rainey actually also has some pads as well that I've been using that I really, oh, yeah. really like. Um, they have salicylic acid in them. And I've been using it on my skin and it tingles a little bit, um, which I kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> but you put it on the skin, you leave it on for 10 minutes and then rinse. And I feel like that has helped a ton with my blackhead formations. Oh, good. So Love that. Yeah. Okay, what are the best ways to prevent acne? This is our last question. So I would say a big way to prevent is find your triggers. What triggers your acne? Whether it's dairy or other things in your diet, processed foods, caffeine. Um, if it's your makeup or your makeup brushes, just find what triggers your acne and avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> Try to prevent it. And then um, staying consistent with your regimen, washing your makeup off every night. And yeah, those would probably be my yeah. biggest tips. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Wash your makeup brushes. Don't sleep in your makeup. Um, watch out for the triggers. Like Lita said, your detergents, different things, find out what your triggers are. But yeah, don't just stop using your products because your acne's gone away. Again, oh, yeah. acne's chronic. <laughs> it can come back. So just be consistent and keep up on treatments. Although I will say product is number one. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's all I got. But if you have any other questions, message us. We will save your questions for future episodes. But this is fun for us. I love yeah. talking skin. Thanks, guys, for all your questions. And then don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. It seriously helps us so much. It makes us more visible on like the podcasting chart. So if you guys could leave us a five-star review, we would kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if you guys have any feedback for us, you can feel free to message us. And if there's anyone that you want to hear on the podcast, um, send in your recommendations. Maybe tag them. And then if you're listening... You can share this on your Instagram. Oh, um, those make me so happy. We love to happy. see those. They're so <laughs> fun. Um, but we have some really awesome guests coming on soon. And we cannot wait for you guys to hear from them because they are some of the best in the industry. And we just feel so lucky that they're going to join us on the podcast. I'm honored. They're so, so, they're so good. Yeah, they are. But <laughs> thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.